This is the Extra Point Podcast from Arizona's family. Our, our next guest, I don't believe, uh, lives in the Valley of the Sun, but his his journalism is blowing up right now all over all over Arizona, talking Cardinals, talking Phoenix Suns. Uh, let's check in with Jonathan Jones in Boston. I don't know whether to start with uh, the Suns or the Cardinals. Let's start with uh, the, the first the first thing that you wrote that, that made headlines uh, this weekend about Steve Kime. Uh, that, that he's no longer going to be the GM of the Arizona Cardinals. So as you kind of look at that, um, how, how big a shockwave do you think that sends throughout the NFL? Well, the expectation is certainly that he's not going to return to his post uh, whenever he returns from his medical leave of absence, and obviously hopefully uh, he gets well soon. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it is a huge shock around the NFL, though, because, you know, earlier in the season I had reported that uh, despite the contract extensions for both he and Cliff Kingsbury, that there were real leadership issues within that organization uh, and that owner Michael Bidwell would have to take a very hard look at uh, the future of the franchise and, and you know, the offseason. So um, as the Cardinals season has gone the way that it has, uh, as, as you well know, uh, but as well as just sort of the misses that have been in the draft and free agency, how this team can't build off of that winning season, how uh, there's only been you know, one good year since 2015, um, the thought prevailing, prevailing thought around the league was that uh, it could be curtains for Steve Kime and certainly the way that this season has gone. Uh, that is a, a very, very strong belief around the league. Uh, certainly we've lived it out here and have to live it once again on Sunday night. At least Tom Brady's coming to town and we have something to kind of uh, get excited about a marquee matchup there. But as you look at the Cardinals now and, and how they put this thing back together, realistically when when things go wrong like this how long does it take to rebuild the nfl well it depends on if you actually you know commit to the rebuild you know a lot of folks want the half measures and i think you can you can look and see that some teams maybe got a little lucky playing with house money when they were supposed to rebuild you know you look at the chicago bears they are in a rebuild right now you look at the new york giants they're winning all of those close games or a lot of them and that's why they're in playoff position. And so the Cardinals, they're going to have a quarterback coming back from an ACL. Hopefully he's going to be healthy and ready for week one. They may have a new head coach. That means a new offensive system. That means a new offensive system for Kyler Murray that he has to learn while recovering uh, from that ACL surgery. And then you have a defense that has some good parts, but also uh, lacks a great deal, especially on the back end. So I, I look at this team, this Cardinals team, and I don't think that there is a quick fix for to get them in contention for an NFC title right now. Uh, that said, could they get back into the playoffs uh, where you see who knows what's going to happen with the Niners and their division, um, you know, moving forward with their quarterback position, the Seattle Seahawks, Maybe they're a little lucky right now. Maybe the Blooms coming off that rose just a little bit. And then, uh, of course, the Rams, they have a lot of questions that they themselves have to answer this offseason. So it's possible, but I don't think that this is an Arizona Cardinals team that even with some decent fixes is really going to be an NFC title contender in 2023. And, and do, you, do you think a guy like Sean Payton looks at this situation and says he would like to, to jump all over that and come in and fix things or – or other situations <clears throat> that have not popped open yet, namely in Denver and Los Angeles, may be more attractive to him if uh, if he has his choice. Yeah, it, it's possible. I mean, the worst kept secret around the league is that he has his eye on 
the the LA Chargers, and it's sort of uh, an underreported story of how sort of a lot of coaches don't like to talk about jobs and that they're interested in when other people in that coaching fraternity currently occupy those seats. Uh, everyone knows that Sean Payton is very interested in the LA Chargers job. Uh, perhaps Denver, you know, TBD on that. Uh, I think if he's looking at the quarterback, um, I'm not sure that that is super appealing to him. But in Arizona, you do have a young quarterback. If you believe in Kyler Murray, uh, then I think that that offers you the best opportunity, especially when you consider, again, the good pieces that they have there. Uh, they just haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah, and Michael Bidwell would have to write a, a, a pretty hefty check with the contract extensions for Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kimes. So does that more lend itself to to, to an in-house thing with, with Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris take over? Or is there any big GM name out there that uh, that might want to might want to take a crack at it here in Arizona? Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up about the sort of checkbook. I mean, Michael Bidwell is and the Arizona Cardinals are not known to spend a whole lot of money. That's why the contract extension spree that he went on this offseason was a little surprising, or at least that's part of the reason why it was so surprising. Another part uh, of it was, why didn't you just let everybody, the trio of them, play out in what was essentially a contract year in 2022? But, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, if he uh, is to be fired, I believe would be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, then he'd have some offset money in his contract, so Bidwell wouldn't have to pay out the entire contract. You know, Steve Kime, they're going to have to figure out that contract situation as well. And so, yeah, you want to land a big fish like Sean Payton. I don't know that you're going to get a top GM candidate to come in there because Sean is going to pretty much run the program. So uh, depends on you're writing a big check somewhere. And if it goes to Sean Payton, um, I would probably lean a little bit more internal uh, than a big fish externally. All right, speaking of writing monster checks, you actually uh, – we, we turn our attention to the Phoenix Suns now, and I think you're the only one that, that we know of that has talked to the new Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, who uh, reportedly is purchasing the team, and it just got to be approved by the NBA Board of Governors, your real sports report. Uh, went, went and watched the trailer, and I've got that set to watch as soon as I'm done wrapping Christmas presents. But you, you, you went into his company, you met him, you talked to him. Uh, what, what was it like getting to know him a little bit? Yeah, I was fortunate enough. My first story with HBO Real Sports uh, was a look at Matt Ishbia, who was a bench warmer for the Michigan State Spartans when they won the 2000 National Championship team. And he really used a lot of what he learned under Tom Izzo at Michigan State to build up his dad's mortgage company. When he started there, there was about a dozen employees or so. He's built it into the largest wholesale mortgage lending company in all of America. I spent three days uh, at the sprawling campus uh, they're outside of Detroit, uh, in and around Pontiac, Michigan. And it, it's, a, it's pretty impressive. You know, I'm not big into mortgages. I don't know many people <laughs> who absolutely love mortgages. This guy lives and breathes mortgages and he has 7,000 or so employees who all love it as equally uh, as he does. It's, uh, it was really interesting to see the passion that everyone there had. Uh, he puts people on shot clocks where, hey, you got two minutes to make your point, make your point. Um, you know, but I saw him walk around to various uh, cubicles and uh, he has his, his team captains, he calls them, who create huddles every morning trying to give uh, their uh, their team sort of the message for the day. And then everybody goes out and they hop on the phones and uh, there is a reason and there is a formula, a tried and true formula 
that he's put into place that has made UWM, United Wholesale Mortgage, uh, the number one wholesale mortgage lending company in, in the country. Did you get a sense as you were talking to him how much he was looking to acquire an NBA franchise and, and, and how much basketball's in his blood? So basketball's absolutely in his blood. They still do pickup games every summer with the interns. And so it's Matt Ishbia and Mateen Cleaves, uh, a couple other guys. Charlie Bell played on that Michigan State team. He actually works at UWM so as Mo, well Mo as Peters, is Mo Peterson. I'm going to name the whole starting lineup here, but yeah, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no Mo Pete over there, but um, no, it's, it was really cool to learn that. And it's not like, Oh, we're going to take some interns and the other interns get the Michigan state players. No, it's Michigan state players versus the interns uh, every summer. So there's a real culture of competition there uh, that, that he breeds. Now I did talk to him about his potential of owning a franchise and it became very clear that he was going to own an NBA or NFL franchise within a year. And I was with him back in October. Uh, I, I didn't know it was going to happen this quickly, though not at all surprised. And so uh, there's the Phoenix Suns, you know, reportedly $4 billion, obviously getting the Phoenix Mercury as well. Um, he, he was in on the Denver Broncos, and he just missed out on that bid of $4.65 billion. So I know that the $4 billion number seems very high to people, um, I, I took that number to mean that he wanted to make sure he wasn't going to miss out on this franchise. So he may have paid a premium if you consider $4 billion to be a premium. I certainly do. Uh, but I do think that he's going to be a, a really, really good owner as much as one can prognosticate that. All right. And what's your next piece of, uh, Arizona sports news. You can go ahead and break for us here. I mean, you got the sun, you got any diamondbacks news or any Arizona coyotes <laughs> or sun devils news? Uh, yeah, just, just hang tight. I'm going to have a bombshell report on the sun Devils soon enough. All right. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit more about real sports. If you could with, uh, I mean, you said that's your first report. I mean, so, so, you know, we're going, you, you covered what the, the, the Panthers and Charlotte for a while in the NFL and worked your way up to CBS and you're the insider there. And, and, and how does your real sports, uh, job work? You just go and you'll spend three days on a subject and, and put together the piece that way. Yeah, maybe, maybe a week, maybe a couple months. You know, real sports is is really unique. Uh, you know, I've been watching it, watching it since I was a kid. Uh, it's the gold standard in journalism, and so very fortunate to be a part of the family there. And so, you know, you, any story can take any number of forms, right? I mean, one of the one of my favorites was, uh, was on Sherpas at Mount Everest. Uh, so I don't think that that would just be a three day trip uh, if I were to get something like that. So. But yeah, no, I, I've been covering the NFL now for the past 11 seasons, Charlotte Observer, Sports Illustrated, now CBS, and um, was very fortunate to get uh, in touch with HBO and and uh, do that as well as do my CBS duties. Well, I can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch more reports coming up here. And uh, give my best to Bryant Gumbel. My grandmother was a big fan. So have you sat in the <laughs> studio with him? Has he taken off the glasses and, and asked you the questions yet? And, and scribbled the notes and asked yes, me the questions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny when I when I told folks that I was doing real sports and that the first one was coming out last month. The first question that I got from everyone was exactly the question you just asked. Oh, that's great. That 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 means you've made it. Congratulations. So, <laughs> thanks uh, what, a lot. Hey, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. The Extra Point Podcast is a production of Three TV, CBS Five, and AZFamily.com in Phoenix, Arizona. If you
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.